So by the death of Jesus, the penalty for our sin was what? Paid. Amen? By our death with Jesus, crucified with Jesus on the cross, something took place in our lives so that the grip of sin over our life may be broken. Amen? And we saw that first step that it is called knowing. We must know it. Who, may, who meditated? Well, we told the people last time that everybody should go and meditate on it. Okay. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 6, verse 6. Somebody read it. Romans chapter 6, verse 6. For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body of sin may be done away, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Seven. Because anyone who has died has been free from sin. Amen. Was that clear? That freedom from sin comes by struggling to be free from sin. Yes? That to be free from sin, struggle with all your might. To be free from sin, you, you determine. Is that? It is actually that our, our freedom from sin is an accomplished fact. Something that has taken place already. Something that took place. And something that, as simple as it was, that you believe that Jesus died for you. None of us took any, uh, make an, made an effort to believe it. It's a fact written, we believed. We read it, we heard about it, that he died while we we're still sinners, Christ died for us. While we we're still sinners, Christ died for us. We did not even fast to get it. When it was preached to us, when we read about it, we did not tell anybody, please, let me first go and fast to get the revelation. Let me first go and fast to know whether it is true. When you have headache, they take a panadol and give to you. Take this panadol, swallow it, you believe that it will cure you, true or false? That's why, in the medical terms, after a time when they believe that, when they know you have too much faith in medicine, they start giving you 
what they call placebos. Placebo is purely a tablet that has no chemical inside. But because you have faith, you just know that if you take, if, you, if they give you that medicine, you will get healed. They give it, today they give you green one, the other day they give you blue one, it is the same, it is purely cassava, colored cassava. That's what placebo is. They can actually take the injection, there's no chemical inside. But you truly want to get medicine. And in some uh, uh, nation, like in South Sudan, very dubious doctors, the South Sudanese believe in oppression. They just believe that if you have not been operated, you have your problem. You have truly not been, not been treated. So there are doctors that cut and stitch and get their huge sum of money. that he did it and the same faith that not only did he die for me but that I died with him that my all my sinful nature was crucified with him and that if anybody has died that person has been free from sin before. And that I don't need, the way, when I gave my life to Jesus, there was no feeling. I didn't feel hot. I didn't feel cold. I didn't feel some current going through me. My simple faith. That I don't need to feel anything before I know it. And by, by believing it, I will soon experience that the grip of sin is no longer working in my life. The next thing was that you reckon yourself. I wonder why they are always taking our pain. You have any day? Fine. So the, the, the first step in freedom from sin was knowing. The next step was reckoning. Reckoning is an account word. To reckon yourself. Reckon. Five thousand plus five thousand equals ten thousand. Whether it's in US, whether it is Australia, whether it is Somalia. In other words, see it that it is a fact. That's what reckoning is all about. Count it as a fact. Count it 
Let it be a central issue in your life. That is not something to doubt. Let it, not, let it be that uh, I had this is 50,000 plus 2,000. How many is that? 52, right? If I collapse, if I fall down, right? Does 50,000 plus 2,000 become 51? If I'm sick, the 50,000 plus 2,000 become 50, 50. That it is a fact. That's what reckoning. Reckoning is an established fact. It's an accounting word that's selling to the You cannot change it. That what you know is a fact. It is certain that you should reckon yourself. Count yourself. One, two, three, I, I died. I died, it's certain. Can it even come into my whole being that I am counted as one of those who died? That is as entered into the system that I am one of those who died. And died to what? To sin. I am one of those whose sinful nature was crucified. And that if I'm one of those whose sinful nature was crucified, I should see myself at all times, tempted or not tempted, sick or not sick, as one of those who has died and who has been set free from sin. A certain fact established. That's part of what we entered into. We can then move ahead. That that which we know, let nobody ever make you doubt. Nothing should ever make you doubt it. The temptation you go through should never make you doubt it. The fact that you fail should never make you doubt it. The fact that you even found yourself that you have committed a sin should never make you doubt it. The fact that at one time some of us have money in the bank but there will be a moment that somebody comes, you want to buy something that no one shilling, it should not make you doubt that you are a rich person. Lack of money does not change a billionaire whose money is in the bank. Does not transform him into a poor person. Something that has been recorded, it is in our account. Something that is a, an established fact. That my circumstance should not make me doubt the fact that I died to sin. And that's one of the works of the devil by coming to tell you that if you die to sin, then why has this happened? And then you start saying, well, I think it's true that it never happened. This is just lies. Just lies. 
I never die. And Satan will make you believe it. And when he makes you believe it, he tells you, what are you doing here? Just, be, just go and live the type of life that you are. In the last retreat in Barara, I shared with, with the, uh, no, no, the last Sunday service. I shared with them on some a story I read. There was this eagle. Somebody had gone to the, to the, to the forest and picked the egg of an eagle. Then he came and joined it with his head. The eggs, the hand being laid at home. And the eggs laid at home. And the ash. And then this eagle grew up like a normal egg. You will be looking at other eagles fly or just looking. And wishing that, oh, how I wish I was an eagle, I would fly like them. You will try to make the feather like this, right? You will tell yourself, you can't fly because you are not an eagle. Come on, go back to where you belong. <coughs> but one day he made you the wings, rose to an extent, and felt that he could do it, and went away. Something tells you that who deceive you. What that can you create that is not in you? You don't move back. Come on, go back and start being like a living man. You can't stop the world in your sin. The eagle tried and went. But before he knew that it was just there to pick the world. If the devil succeeds to make you disbelieve the word of God, you are finished. It is the same thing with healing. It tells you, the same way you are healed. Look at, touch your back. There's still some pain that could deceive you. It is just a psychological thing. That pain will come back. There were two people who went to T.L. Osborne Crusades. And they, 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 both of them had one, one leg. Each had been amputated. And in the course of the, the, the crusade, a miracle took place. The two legs were there. Then when they went home, one of them came back at the crusade. The leg had gone back. And he came in front and was testifying. He said, when I went back, this place that uh, was healed started itching. And very soon, I saw my leg. I became again crippled. The thing went back. As he was speaking, his other friend came right in front. I told him, stop it, wait. I got the same experience last night. My, it was itching here, and I told it. I said, "You, you let, you will not. You, I will not be crippled again." I repeat it, I repeat it, and the itching went away. But the other one said, "Hey, this problem is coming back again." The other said, "No way. You have a lot of trials, and it is you who is the rescuer 
give victory to the temptation or to take your stand and say, I am no longer who I was. There is no one who does not go through the trials. But in the face of trials, something will tell you what? Why are you refusing? Only for the case, I just for the case. Your father was a fornicator, your mother is a fornicator, your sister is a fornicator, all of them. All your family, everybody is a fornicator, you. That's just your Even your children will be the same. Just say, well, let me be it after all. That is who we are. But when does temptation come? I'm crucified Christ. I die in Christ. I know it. It's a part. One, two, I count myself as part of the two crucified, who say full nature of crucified in Christ. That's not my nature. Just imagine that you pass somewhere, you saw pigs, they were wandering in their mouth. Say, hey, you look nice, eh? You want to go and jump in and start wandering? Are you a pig? They said, no, that's not my nature. You get, get, get children like this. They don't behave like this. They're not wandering in the, in the, in the water. Going. And they just say, I, say, I, say, I also love it. I want to go and do it. I want to go and do it. I just want, want to go and jump and then do it. Is that your nature? Reject what is not your nature. Even if you are tempted to do it, proclaim it. That's not my nature. So what you know, what you have counted yourself or reckon it, there's a something that you need to do. Uh, let's go from verse 11. Verse 11, read verse 11 up to 14. Romans chapter 6 from verse 11 to 14. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. In the same way, that is, count yourself is what I'm talking here, reckoning. Count. One, two, three, four, five, six. I'm counting, isn't it? I can count. One, two, Three, I am among the number being counted. Count yourself. Number one, Michael. Number two, Anna. Number three, number four, Eva. Number five, Anna. Number. I, I, we were counting, isn't it? In other words, we have counted five people who have whose sinful nature, who also will crucify. And when we were counting, I was number one. I have my matriculation number, number one. And in the record, Anna's number was number two. And as I can remember, if you open the book, Anna's number is number five. And when they ask in heaven, and on earth, and before the devil, this number is talking about who those who died to sin. And he's number five. 
Nobody can come one day and say uh, uh, that because when he was going somewhere, he became angry on the road, that, that, that computer canceled his name. It does not happen like that. That's what counting me. That's what reckoning me. Continue. Therefore, do not, not let sin reign in your mortal body, such as you obey evil desires. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and offer the parts of your body to Him as instruments of righteousness. For sin shall not be your master, because you are not under law, but under grace. Brian, read any other version, read that verse 13. Read aloud. Neither yield, neither yield. That's what we are handling now. We are talking about yielding. We are talking about offering. Don't yield. Don't take your hand. I take my hand. Don't hand over your hand, right? To sit, to slap and to Huh? Then what happens when you fight? In fighting, you take the staff. You take this hand. You hand over to this devil, to this thing called sin. I can take this leg and offer this leg. Huh? I can offer them to the Lord to become instrument of praising God. Okay? I can also take this one and offer it to sin as instrument of kicking people all over. Kicking people all over. You start on the way, whoever part you kick. You start on the way, whoever part you kick. What have you done? You have yielded this leg to become an instrument of destruction. Every part of your body is neutral. 
It is the person who uses it. It is to whom you offer, the person to whom you have offered. In other words, I take this money. Is, money is neutral. You can take this money and offer it alcohol. You drink. You, you, you drink. But you can also use it for something wonderful. Verse 13 says, do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instrument of wickedness. Are we getting it? I offer to sin, they will become instrument of I offer, who is the one offering? Me. Me. So I take my hands and I offer to sin. My hands have become a, a, an instrument of I take my eyes and I offer, offer my eye to sin. My eye has become instrument of But I can also take my eyes and offer it as instrument of righteousness. But rather offer yourself to God as those who have been brought from death to, le- to life and offer the part of your body to him as instrument of righteousness. I can take my hand and offer to God as instrument of righteousness. I can take my hand and offer to the devil as instrument of wickedness. I am the one who decides. It's a critical step in freedom from sin. It is called yielding. It is called offering. This is a step of consecration. Have you understood? In yielding, I take my mouth and I offer my mouth. Listen, brethren, just like you, we know the day that Jed was born and the time when he was born, you also know the time, the moment that you took your legs and offered them to God as instrument of righteousness. Where it is settled, you enter into a transaction with God and say, Lord, today I, I, I offer these hands to you as instrument of righteousness. These hands are no longer mine and this hand will never be used for any wickedness. Because these hands have been given away they are no longer in my hands. Therefore, these hands will never be used, number one, to resolve, number two, to touch what you will never touch, number two, to point on evil, etc. I will never give this hand to steal. I will never use this hand to touch someone in an evil way. I will never use this hand to resolve because these hands have been offered. It is called healing. It is called yielding. It is called yielding. When in some nation, when you are driving and you are reaching the road junction, some of the signs say yield. It means that you on that particular road who is coming, you stop. The other person who is coming on the other side is the one who passed. Yield, stop. Hand over. Offer. Offer your ears as instrument of righteousness before you have offered them as instrument of wickedness. And as instrument of wickedness, even when you are passing, people are talking. You are just what to hear. Even when, when you are not heard well, you just go the next moment and start saying, Have you heard? 
I was in uh, we went with Dixon to Ginger. When we reached at the bridge, some years back, a vehicle there was a problem on the bridge that was blocked so that we could not pass. And we put the radio for listening. And then the journalist was saying an accident has taken place on Ginger the, 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 the bridge in Ginger and then three people have fallen in the water and this number of people have died. I was dead. No people have fallen in the water. Because what, what have they said? You do that. What have they said? You do that. You well, have not even seen anything. You have not gotten anything accurate and because you meant to make news. What have they said? Before you finish, you have to come here that they did not have that. They did not have that. Oh, you are not You are afraid. That's why you were not an eyewitness. You become a little do you know the day you put your mouth at all by the end of righteousness? Do you know the day that you took your eyes and also your eyes at the end of righteousness? Do you know the day you took your legs and also your eyes at the end of righteousness? It is a step so fatal to sin. It is an act. It is not being pulled as a theory. It is not what you believe. That you are offered, it is what you know you did it. It's a critical step in freedom from sin. Do you know the day that you surrender all your money, all your time, no longer to be used as instrument of wickedness, but as instrument of righteousness? Why is it that some people are not interested in what you are interested in? Because their time is no longer available. Their time is no longer available. <laughs> and offer the part of your body to God as instrument of righteousness. Everybody say, offer the part of your body to God. Offer the part of your body to God as instrument of righteousness. You can offer every part of your body to God as instrument of righteousness. You can, and that is what we are to do. Every part of your body offer to God. You are possession offered to God. If my car has been offered to God as instrument of righteousness, I can't use my car to go to a sinful place. If I'm driving my car and somebody is coming, I can't use my car to force a border border man out of the road. Because I'm committing sin with the car that was offered to God. I can't use my car for sin. If you have offered your, your money, offered your salary to God as instrument of righteousness, you can no longer use it for the same purposes. It is a crisis point in freedom from sin. I can no longer do it because it was offered 
If you came and say, give me this telephone, I say, I'm sorry, it is lying here. You say, but it used to be yours. I said, no, it's no longer mine. I offered it. I gave you the way. I gave you the way. What you have given to God will be used by God for righteousness. For many people, it is because their time has not been given to God. Their body has not been given to God. Their mind has not been offered to God. They don't know the day in their lives that they consciously decided to offer this as instrument of righteousness. You have time to gossip because you have never offered your time to God as instrument of righteousness. You have a mouth to insult people with, to speak immoral things with, because you have never offered that mouth as instrument of righteousness. You have the, the eye to watch pornography because those eyes have never been offered to God as instrument of righteousness. You have a phone to permit pornographic things inside because that phone yeah, does not belong to God. You have never offered it to God as instrument of righteousness. After you have offered to God as instrument of righteousness, you will never permit anything inside. The phone is no longer yours. Many people are so... They are too free. That they are not slaves. A slave is not a free person. From the moment you offer yourself as a slave to God, to be used by God, we tell everybody, I'm no longer my own. I'm no longer available. My time is no longer available. My energy is no longer available. My money is no, no longer available. My mouth is no longer available. Even my emotions, you have the liberty to be angry, you have the liberty to be excited. You have the liberty today to be too low, then the next moment to be excited because you are the owner of your emotions. We don't have that liberty when we have yielded. And I can tell you that's a critical step in what is called freedom from sin. I'm sorry I can't come because my time is not mine. Jane, will you be coming for this? Uh, I said, what time? I'll be there. Sure. Sure? That have you asked the owner of that time? Jane, will you lend, lend me uh, one million? Sure. I will lend you one million. Have you asked? Are you, is your money surrendered? Listen, brethren. I can tell you people that I get money to and they have left the church. This one said, you give me this. I know when I get one, one hundred and fifty thousand shipping to He will stay in the home of another brother. And they have a problem that they call them of rent. And he requested of 50,000 shillings for me. And then, after that, you will not see the church. So, 
by being free with the money, the power to ask them, no. This money is not mine. Why should I even do it? We don't just take and give here. Take and give here. Take and give here. Take and give here. You do the one you want to teach. We are too free because we are not slaves. In true consecration, we are a slave of God. We will not. Our time is not yours. Our money is not yours. Our emotion is not yours. I don't have the right to be angry. I don't have the right to be sad. I don't have the right to, to laugh. I love when I lost. Maybe they make me too. You don't have the right. So it's a critical distinction in freedom from sin. So the way to righteousness is that your body, all that you are, all that you have, have been offered to God as instrument of righteousness. And it is a definite act. What you know has been crucified, what you have counted as crucified, should now be handed over as an instrument. I can use this same pain. Can I use it to insult? Can I use it to insult? Can I also use it to encourage somebody? Yes. So the pain is neutral. If it is settled, I am giving you this pain only to be used to praise, to encourage, to teach. Then the pain has become an instrument of righteousness. That's the assignment we're going to do to each of us. I'm ready, I really mean it. Go and do it. Because we don't have time. We're going to take some 30 minutes and do it here. You are going to take your body, every part of your body. Offer them to God, one by one. Put it in writing. Lord, I offer my mouth. I offer my leg. I offer my eyes. Put it in writing. Let it be stated that on this particular day, put it on this day, I offer my mouth. If you know that it has been, it has died, you have reckoned it, then now offer it. Offer every part of your body. Go to your position. Offer them. Offer your car. Offer your house as instrument of righteousness. So I offer my car to God as instrument of righteousness. This car will never be used to commit any sin. Lord, I offer my phone. If you have three phones or four, name them one by one. I offer one, 
this. I offer this to God as instrument of righteousness. It will never be used for any sinful purpose. Go. That is called the act of surrender. Let's read the last verse as we end. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Romans 12, 1. So that you go, when you go to pray, you actually know, do it better. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, I ask you, brother, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Yes, I ask you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to the Lord. Offer one, offer your body as living sacrifices. Offer your mouth, offer your hand, offer everything. Uh, Brother, this is a turning point, a critical point. It's a transaction in time to with God. That which has been handed over to God. If you, you still have it in your hand, it no longer belongs to you. You are only a caretaker. Not many brethren have offered their salary to God. Offer it to God. It may still be in your hand. You are no longer, it's no longer yours. You are only a caretaker. You can never use it the way you want. To remove 5,000 from you, you will ask God. God, you want me to... What do I use this money for? Should I use part of your money to do this? If God says no, don't use it. You don't have the liberty to say anything. You don't even have the liberty to speak what you have seen. You speak when you are commanded by the person who owns your mouth. We, we are not as free as we think, brethren. We are not as free as we think. We are not as free as we think. We are not as free to stay where we want. In any country that we want, we don't have that freedom. We are not as free to carry out any ministry that we want. We don't have that freedom. We belong to someone else. If a person enters into this stage in his life, that person is called a consecrated believer. He's called a surrendered believer. He's called a believer who has yielded. The devil can no longer use your hand for anything, use your mouth for anything. Sin loses its creep over you. Because you have offered it for something else. The problem of many believers is that they have too much, too much money that is free, that is available for, for other things. They have too much time that is available. When your time is no longer available, you will be rescued from many things. You are too idle. The devil will find work for you. 
you not define what that righteousness is. That is why part of the problem of many believers is that they are too passive. They are given to doing nothing for God. And anybody who is idle will fall into sin. In the next uh, lesson, we will be rounding this off. I will share that which has been yielded, supposed to be used now for what? You can't be passive in the house of God. Passivity and sin go together. You can reach a point. I had one of my stepbrothers. One day, we were very busy. They had come to uh, uh, load the coffee. A truck had come to load my father's coffee. He used to smoke. He only discovered that we were too busy. Towards the end of the day, he shouted, Hey, I've spent the whole day without sleep, uh, without smoking. Hey, I've spent the whole day without smoking. We're too busy that there was no time to do it. Have you ever been too busy that there's no time to do your stupid things? There's no time to, hey, hey, yes. You are just there. Get busy with God. Get busy worshiping Him. Get busy serving Him. Get busy going for Him. Get busy reaching out to the saints. And there's no idle time to be used by the devil. That which is handed over to God, Satan can no longer use it. Except you seize it and give back to the devil. I want us to stand up and pray. There's just one thing. Pray that you go and take time. And I mean it, go and take time to offer yourself. I don't just want to say, let us offer ourselves. That's not how it goes. Jen will go and offer her hair. Her hair as instrument of righteousness. You offer your eyes. You can use this eye. Can I use my eye to frighten you? Huh? Can I use my eye to insult you? Right? Can I use my eye to resist? Can I use my eye to entice? I was one with Brother Daudi when we used to stay in Naguru. One little girl was talking to us. When the girl went, Brother Daudi said, Did you see her eyes? Brother Daudi told me, Those eyes are dangerous. Did you see how the, the way she was making her eyes? But that doubt even those are dangerous eyes. I never knew. Said, those are dangerous eyes. He said, This is the eyes that they use against men. That she that she just make like this. That she can make like that and end man fall. I used to entice. And Jezebel knew the power of those eyes. When she saw Jehu was coming, she first of all insulted Jehu. She just went, took 
put some drops, put this and came, put this and came. She thought, she just knew that Jehu would, sing, would say, I, I, I'll go up and deal with you. Jehu knew that if you went near her, you are finished. Jehu sent you not. Jehu sent some you not. Ah, uh, who is with me? Well, the you know that Jehu did not go and touch her. He threw her down. You know, you know. Jehu knew if he went, she would make her live like this. Jehu said, ah, this one should not be destroyed now. Jehu would say, let me, I'll destroy her next year. And very soon they will be announcing that Jehu is married to Jezebel. Jehu decided not to go near Jezebel. And Jehu asked the eunuch. The eunuch were people whose sexual desire were killed. You make your eye like that, they don't know nothing. You make your lip, they don't know anything. And Jehu had the strength. That was part of his team. But for some of us, we say, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to slap her. You are, Jezebel, you are doing that to me. I am coming. He said, you come and see. <laughs> By the time you, you reach, he said, hey, Jay? <laughs> Jay, what is inside there? Yeah, get it ready. It is the act of surrender. Everything surrender. Let's have a prayer. Pray one thing that you want to and that you truly surrender. Taking every part of your body. Uh, what I'm doing, I am introducing what we are going to study in the house churches. Pray for yourself and then pray that we will be a group of people who are surrendered. And lay everything on the altar. Pray for yourself. Let's pray together.